Since I found your love, 
our hands all over the house come on I know it's early I know we're tired but God is a great God and he deserves a great praise at all times can we clap our hands maybe can we lift our voice tell God that you love him come on let there be a sound that happens in this place a sound that begins to saturate this room where God can come and dwell amongst us where he can settle in our presence, hallelujah, hallelujah. John the Revelator said that he heard a great voice come out of heaven. It was in Revelation chapter 19. And it commanded all the earth to praise God. And when they praised God, they screamed hallelujah because God reigns. They lifted up a hallelujah not because they felt like it. Not because everything was going all right. Not because there was no problems. But the Bible says that they said, hallelujah, for the Lord reigneth. And I think it's just appropriate that if we just would lift our hands in this place. And just begin to tell God, I love you. I praise you. You reign in my life. You reign in my life. I'll raise a hallelujah that says, in spite of my circumstance and situation, I will always be here to worship you. I'll raise a song to you in spite of a circumstance, in spite of difficulties. I'll raise a hallelujah in the midst of my storm. I'll raise a hallelujah in the midst of my hurt and my pain. How is a hallelujah in spite of all my enemies? How is a hallelujah louder than the unbelief? How is a hallelujah my weapon? How is a hallelujah? Cause heaven's gonna fight for me. How is a hallelujah? In the presence of my enemies. Sometimes you just gotta declare it. Listen, I'll raise a hallelujah. In spite of all the fight my way out so my weapon is my melody oh I'll raise a hallelujah oh 
Jesus all over this house. Lift your hands, tilt your head back, lift your voice, let a roar come out. Talk to God, talk to God. I'm gonna push you. We've gotta push this week because there's things we're coming back to when we go home. And you've got to get a hold of God in spite of circumstance. I know you're uncomfortable. I know it's early. I know you're tired. God still deserves praise. Get a hold of your God. Let a roar, let a shout, let a praise come out of your mouth. Hallelujah. Has he done great things for you? Praise God. We love you. We thank you. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Oh, sing a hallelujah, somebody. Shout hallelujah. 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 It's the highest praise. Thank you, Jesus. We love you. We honor you. Amen. I love the verse that says we have an advocate with the Father. It's been ringing in my head. We have an advocate with the Father. That's somebody who will stand by your side. He's your advocate. He's your succor. Somebody will fight with you. He'll plead your cause. God is on your side today. He's ready to fight your battles. 
That's a reason we can say hallelujah. Let's say it one more time. Hallelujah. God bless you. May be briefly seated. I need to go over some quick announcements before we get into the word of God, which I'm excited about today. It's already Wednesday. Today's a cool day that we have here at camp. And that is our beach trip day. And the weather is going to be fantastic. It's already clear skies. The high today is supposed to get up to 66. About the time we get at the beach, it's going to be about 64 degrees. Okay, so you need to pay attention to this process. First of all, you'll want to bring sunscreen. Make sure you have that. Um, Also, make sure you might have, you know, anything to cover like a jacket or a hat because it does get a little breezy next to the ocean. So, you know, an extra layer of clothes is going to be very helpful, a thicker shirt. Um, Make sure you have those things on hand. And uh, real quickly, I had something else written down here. Um, So when we go out there, you do not want to um, go into the water. Um, You can walk up to the water, you know, if it's splashing up against your calves, that's okay. But don't let it go past your knees, okay? We don't want to go in and get wet and go in the water together. So do that for me. Can you do that for me? Praise God. Also, um, we'll have lunch immediately after the morning service. And then at 1.30, everybody say 1.30. 1.30, gate 4 is right behind the sanctuary right here. That's where we'll line up. And there will be four vehicles transporting people to the beach, which I can almost see it. If it wasn't for that hill, it's less than a mile away. It's an actually a little over of a four-minute drive. So we're going to bus people to the beach starting at 1.30. Brother Seth Shoemake will be there. We'll have some great games played for uh, all of us, for us to have a good time there. And then at, f- at 4 o'clock, everybody say 4 o'clock, we'll start busing everyone back. And I'm going to double check that time right now. Yes. At 4 o'clock, we will start bringing everyone back to the church in the same fashion we brought you to the beach, Okay. So that'll start at 1.30 at gate 4, line up, nice orderly fashion. There will be security there and counselors helping you get on. And we're going to have a good time in Jesus' name. And then we're going to come back to the house of God at 7.30 for another time of revival at Camp West. Amen. Amen. Let's all stand together. I love morning devotion, some of the best moves of God I can remember in camp. One of those speakers is here. Um, he's not in this room. No, no. One of the best moves of God I've ever had was in a morning service at a senior camp in Santa Maria. And so there's a powerful move of God in this house this morning. If we all plug in this morning, there's no telling what God can do. And this morning, I'd like to invite to this pulpit a good friend of mine, very good Christian. I love this guy, he loves young people very easy to work with and uh, I'm happy that he's on the committee do you love Seth Shoemake brother Shoemake come this morning deliver your heart preach the word of God without fear and favor my friend amen well why don't we all just lift up our hands and thank the Lord for his presence in this place Jesus, we love you, Jesus. 
Come on, that's it. Could every one of us lift up our voice, close your eyes, just thank the Lord for what we feel in this house. The presence of the Lord is here. Come on, God's got something in store for us, young people. Go ahead and just tap into the Holy Ghost right now. Jesus, we love you. Jesus, we love you. We love you. We love you, God. Oh, we love you, Jesus. We love you, Jesus. We love you, Jesus. Could you just go ahead and tell him that you love him right now? Could you just lift up your hands, tell him that you love him? Come on, let it be a simple prayer. Let it be a simple prayer. I love you, Jesus. I love you, Jesus. I love you, Jesus. I love you, Jesus. Amen, amen. I want to get right into the word. Give honor to all the ministers that are here, to the committee, and the steering committee, and Brother Brock, Brother Golden. Uh, give honor to Brother Morris. Appreciate his ministry. He's had uh, as much of an impact as anybody on my life that preaches the word. And I appreciate and love him. And I, I appreciate my mother, my father, my pastor, uh, my shepherd, my spiritual covering. I love and appreciate them. And I appreciate all of the young people that have been so sincere, so hungry, so open to what God's been doing this week. And I pray that you would open your hearts one more time this morning. I'm going to read from Exodus chapter 3, just three short verses, starting in verse 1, Exodus chapter 3 and verse 1, it says, Now Moses kept the flock of Jethro, his father-in-law, the priest of Midian, and he led the flock to the backside of the desert and came to the mountain of God, even to Horeb. And the angel of the Lord appeared unto him in a flame of fire out of the midst of a bush, and he looked. And behold, the bush burned with fire, and the bush was not consumed. And Moses said, I will now turn aside and see this great sight why the bush is not burnt. I will now turn aside. And I just want to talk to you from my heart, from a, from a heavy burden that God's placed on my, on my spirit about casualties at the crossroads casualties at the crossroads. I wonder if we could all close our eyes and lift up our voices and ask the Lord to help us today. Ask the Lord to help me. Ask the Lord to help me to communicate the burden that I feel in my spirit today. Come on, there don't have to be any casualties at the crossroads this morning. Come on, there doesn't have to be anybody missing in action. Come on, we don't have to come back next year wondering where so-and-so is. Wondering what happened to the young lady, the young man that we met last year. Come on, go ahead and lift up your voice, young people. Could you just help me out and pray right now? Come on, I feel like the Lord wants to do something this morning. Jesus, we thank you. pulpit before 11 o'clock. I don't, I don't take too much time. I'm a man of few words. I don't generally like the sound of my own voice. So I'm going to go ahead and just deliver what the Lord's given me. I'm not a, not a poet or a connoisseur of poetry. Um, not a writer of poems or even really a reader of poems. But um, I think the first, first poem I remember reading and uh, enjoying was a poem written by Robert Frost entitled The Road Not Taken. 
and I just wanted to read it this morning. He wrote it um, after going on a walk with a friend and struggling with indecision uh, as to which path to take while out on this walk. And he wrote it as a joke, feigning, um, feigning a type of seriousness. And Frost was quoted as saying, I'm never more serious than when I'm joking around. And uh, this is how the poem reads. It says, two, ver two roads diverged in a yellow wood. And sorry, I could not travel both. And be one traveler long I stood and looked down one as far as I could to where it bent in the undergrowth. Then took the other as just as fair, having perhaps a better claim, because it was grassy and wanted wear, though as, uh, though as for that, the passing there had warned them really about the same. And both that morning equally lay, and leaves no step had trodden black. Oh, I kept the first for another day, yet knowing how way leads on to way, I doubted if I should ever come back. I shall be telling this with a sigh somewhere ages and ages hence. Two roads diverged in a wood, and I, I took the one less traveled by, and that has made all the difference. That has made all the difference. It tells the story of a man in the place of indecision, a man faced with two choices, the path uh, not taken, the road not taken, and the, the road that is well-traveled. And I believe that we can draw the parallels to our own lives with ease. Um, adolescence, um, young adulthood leads us uh, with, with many choices, with many decisions. And uh, oftentimes indecision grips us. I remember the, the panic that I felt as I entered into my junior year of high school, and having no clear idea of what I would do once I graduated, where I wanted to go to college, what kind of career I wanted to pursue. And uh, I remember the indecision that I was filled with, and uh, there, there are many, many paths that are available to all of us, many paths that are available to each of us, and these paths will dictate the trajectory of our education, our career, our family, our ministry. Life forces us to make decisions, and every decision, no matter how small, will impact our destination. Does anybody believe that? Life presents us with a crossroads of sorts. It's kind of a choose-your-own-story in real time, except you get to live out the consequences. Um, I can look back in my early teens and see decisions that I made that still affect me today and have, have affected me all my years. And I'm sure that there are men and women in their middle ages who can look back at the path that they chose at 12 and 13 and 14 years old, and, and they can see the blessings and the cursings that came to them on those paths. And I want to tell you today that there are no insignificant decisions that you can make when it comes to your relationship with God. Where you choose to go to college, what kind of career you choose to, to uh, pursue, what kind of friends you have, even uh, uh, just in your teen years. Sometimes those can be inconsequential decisions. But the decision that, that, will, that will have the most eternal, lasting impact is the decisions that you make in regards to your relationship with God. The way that you keep yourself, the way that you carry yourself, the way that you walk, the way that you talk, the, the company that you keep, the places that you go, the things that you watch, that you listen to, that you take in, that you, that you ingest. Those are the things that have lasting impact. Amen. It does matter whether we choose to take the path that God has called us to, whether we choose the, the path to walk uprightly and wisely before the Lord. God watches and he weighs us. 
He's, he's waiting for us to decide where the crossroads of life will lead us. Psalms 101 and 3 says, I will set no wicked theme, thing before mine eyes. I hate the work of them that turn aside. It shall not cleave to me. The commentator wrote regarding this scripture, and he said, the affirming values, the affirming of values, the affirming of values, not the choice of colleagues is the issue. And the negative picture is that of swerving from the right course, yielding to the pull of another influence or outlook. It is not the choice of colleagues, but it is the affirming of values. I, could, I couldn't help but, but think of the parallels that, that, that this commentator uh, of, of his idea, his whatever you want to call it from this scripture, about how this scripture is talking about the affirming of values and not the, the choice of colleagues. Um, oftentimes it's not about uh, who, it's not about who you associate with as much as it, as it is what you affirm by who you associate with. It's not often, it, it's not always, uh, the, the, there's not always danger in, in the friends that you keep as much as there is danger in the things that you affirm by keeping those friends. Does that make sense to anybody? I want to tell you, it, it, it's, not the, it's not a problem that you follow the, the, the backslidden friend as much as it is a problem that you are affirming the path that they have chosen to take in life. It, it's not a problem that you stay connected and you support and uplift and like and follow backslidden brothers and sisters and friends that are trying to tear down your relationship with God and your commitment to God. It's, it's not the colleagues or the choice of colleagues that's going to hurt you. It is the affirming of values. It is the affirming of values that do not line up with the path of righteousness that God has called us to walk. I want to tell every young person in here, God has called you to walk righteously. God has called you to be holy, to be separate, to come out from among them and be ye separate. Come on, not just in the friends that you have, but in the, but in the actions and the lifestyles that you affirm. It's more than just the friends that you keep. But it is the affirming of values. The affirming of values. There is a well-worn path made smooth by the passing of time and many feet. And its entrance is wide and inviting calling to anyone, whosoever will. And there's another path with an entrance that is more narrow and restrictive. It reveals few footprints. And in just a year's time, there will be some of us, my prayer is that there would be none, but in reality there will be some that choose this path, this path with an inviting entrance, with a well-worn floor, and you may become a casualty at this crossroads. There are decisions we make, the relationships that we enter into, the, the values that we affirm, the places we go, the things that we watch and read and listen to, the voices that we give our ear to, the, the emotions and the spirits that we open our heart to. And these are the things that will dictate where we end up. These are the things that will dictate our destination. I'm, I, I'm preaching today. I'm speaking today. I don't know what you would want to call it. I'm just delivering the burden that I feel that the Lord has placed in my heart. I am preaching to those that are being actively enticed 
by the seducing spirits of this world, those that are being that are being turned and those that are being tempted by the voices that call and speak to you at the crossroads. I believe that, that every one of us here today, from those that are just 12 years old and this is your first time at Camp West, to those that are 18, 19, 20 years old and you took time off work to be here and you've got you've got college courses coming up in the fall. I'm I'm preaching to every one of us in here today that the path that you choose will dictate whether you become a casualty of the crossroads or whether you become a testimony at the crossroads, whether your life becomes a story that one of these preachers stands up and tells saying, oh, I remember a young man that sang on the worship team. I remember a young lady that, that prayed in the altar and, and it was just a few months time and their life was wrecked just as, as Brother Marks had preached that it didn't take very long. It was, it was not many days that they had started down that path of destruction. They had started down that path of affirming the values of the world, of, of, of aligning themselves with the belief system of the world I want to tell you it matters that you stand tall in the face of the values of this world and you say I'm come on this is not a time to find a place of neutrality but this is a time to it's a time to vote to voice your polarizing conviction to say I'm not going there I'm not watching that I'm not aligning myself with that I'm not going to be quiet when you talk about that I'm not going to be quiet when you want to I'm going to align myself with the path that God has called me to walk. Come on, we need some young people without fear. We need some young people with, that, are not, that, that, that aren't desiring favor. We need young people that will stand up and say, I'm taking this path. I don't care the cost. I don't care what my reputation is. I don't care what my friends do. I don't care what my family does. Samuel 12 and 20 and Samuel said unto the people fear not ye have done all this wickedness yet turn not aside from following the Lord but serve the Lord with all your heart and turn ye not aside for then should ye go after vain things which cannot profit nor deliver for they are vain there are choices that we make as I read and emphasized in Exodus chapter 3 and verse 3, Moses made the decision. He did not just think it, but the Bible says, and Moses said, he declared it, I will now turn aside. I will now turn aside. There are decisions that face us this week. Some of you will go home on Friday afternoon and you will make the decision to pick up the things that you may have laid down these last two nights. You will make the decisions to stay in contact with the people that you know have been harming your walk with God, your relationship with God. You will make the decision to pursue education and career that God has not called you to pursue. You will make the decision to pursue relationships that God has not called you to pursue. These are the crossroads that I'm talking about. These crossroads that end in vanity, that do not profit nor deliver. They do not profit nor deliver. For Samuel to say that this, these things would not deliver would be to imply that there has been a promise made, that a deal has been cut, that someone has told you if you 
if you follow this path, this is what you will receive and this is what you will find at its end. I want to tell you that there are paths in this world and it doesn't matter how far down them you go. It doesn't matter how fast you run or how high you climb. When you reach the end, they will not profit and they will not deliver. They will not profit and they will not deliver. There are men and there are men today. Young men, hear me today. There are men today and God called them to preach the gospel of Jesus Christ. And they chose the path of least resistance. And they are running as fast as they can down this path. It's open. It's smooth. It's easy. They're running as fast as they can, looking for the prophet at the end of the road. Looking for, for the thing that was promised, the delivery that, that someone told them would be there at the end of the road. And they're running, and when they do get to the end of the road, and, and I promise you they will, these men that have set aside their calling, they will find that what the prophet Samuel said was true. This, this path of vanity will not profit and it will not deliver. Young ladies, please hear me today. Please hear me today. You stand at a crossroads, maybe today, maybe tomorrow, maybe this fall when you go back to school, and you will have the opportunity to pursue the prophet of the world, to pursue what the world has promised you that it can deliver. But I want to tell you today, it is all vanity. It is all vanity. It is all vanity. If you want to ensure that you become a casualty of the crossroads of life, you go ahead and follow that path that is wide, the path that is enticing and the path that is inviting. You go ahead and give yourself to the world. You go ahead and give all your energy and all your, all your creativity. You go ahead and give all your talent. You go ahead and give the abilities that God has given you. Young men, you give your charisma. Young ladies, you give your beauty to that path and you'll find that it doesn't profit you and that it does not deliver you what it has promised but I'll tell you if you'll choose that path that Moses chose when he looked aside and he saw a burning bush I want to tell you he wasn't walking the well-worn path but he was walking the narrow trail of a shepherd in the hills he was walking the narrow untrodden path of a shepherd all by himself with just a few sheep and he came alongside a spiritual apparition I want to tell you if you'll choose that path if you'll walk that road that not many are walking if you'll make those decisions that not many of your friends are making if you'll choose to walk uprightly and to walk wisely before the Lord there's abundant blessing in store abundant blessing in store I'm going to try to wrap this up in just a few minutes if I can get somebody to come to the keyboard Moses spent 40 years in the wilderness. He spent 40 years working with his father-in-law, doing, I guess what many of us would consider menial tasks. And I'm sure by the, by the measurement of some in his day, maybe he had found success Maybe he had found fulfillment. But we're, we're talking about a young man that was raised in the courts of royalty. Yes, he was born to a Hebrew mother and father, and they raised him until he was old enough to be weaned. 
But Moses learned to read and write in Egyptian schools. He ate the best food. He wore the finest clothes. When he walked, people stood at attention. There was authority just in his position. And yet, in Exodus chapter 3, we find Moses keeping the flock of his father-in-law. Walking a path. Bible tells us that he saw this burning bush that was not consumed. And, and this is what the Lord has laid on my heart so heavily. And I believe that it speaks to me just as much as God wants to speak to anybody in this room here today. The Bible says in verse 3, when Moses said, I will now turn aside and see this great sight bush is not burned. In verse 4, it says, and when the Lord saw that he turned aside to see. When the Lord saw that Moses had made his decision at the crossroads, God called unto him out of the midst of the bush said, Moses, Moses. And he said, here am I. Oh, I wish I could tell you what it does to my heart when I read that scripture today. And when God saw, when the Lord saw that he turned aside to see when Moses finally made the decision at the crossroads, lo and behold, he didn't even have to take a step. But when he had made up his mind, there was God waiting on him. There was God waiting and watching. And I feel it so heavily in my heart today. God stands on the balcony of heaven this morning. Maybe a percentage of you are tired and all of my words have gone in one ear and out the other. I believe that the Lord is looking. The Lord is watching. The Lord is patiently waiting for a young person to look off that path, to look down the roads that diverge in the woods and to say I will now turn aside I make the decision today at these crossroads at this fork in the road I decide today to go down this path and I want to tell you young person God's not going to make you wait six months God's not going to make you wait a year, three years, five years. But I want to tell you that God is waiting for you here today in this house. I want to tell you that the presence of the Lord is here right now. The eyes of God are upon this sanctuary today. And he's watching and he's waiting and he's calling. And he's saying, is there a young man, is there a young woman that will stand up and declare, I will now turn aside. I will now turn aside.
I, I make the decision right now. I, I'm making the decision today. I'm not gonna make wait. I'm not gonna make God wait until I'm 16. I'm not gonna not gonna make God wait until I've finished my four years of college. I'm not gonna make God wait until I've been accepted into these universities or until I've gotten the job that I really want. But I'm gonna decide today. I'm gonna turn aside this morning. I want to tell you God is watching right now. I wonder if you'd stand with me all across this building. Come on, would you stand? Would you close your eyes? Would you lift up your hands, young people? Come on, that's it. Would you lift up your hands and pray with me? Just lift up those hands to heaven and close your eyes. Every person in this place. Come on, every young person, every eye closed, every hand lifted. Come on, I want us to reach out to the Lord today. I want us to reach out to the Lord today. Come on, go ahead and lift up your voice and pray right now. Come on, that's it. That's it. That's it. That's it. That's it. Come on, Jesus is waiting and watching. Come on, he's waiting and watching. Oh, I, I know there's some young men that feel the call of God on your life, and you think you've got time to decide. I want to tell you today is the day. Now is the time you need to make your decision. God's waiting on you, young man. God's waiting on you. He's watching and he's, and he's looking and he's, and he's waiting for that decision to be made. Come on, go ahead and lift up your voice right now. Lift up your voice in prayer all across this room. Come on, that's it, that's it. Come on, let's pray together for just another moment. Just another moment. I'm going to open these altars in just a minute. Come on, I want you to pray in the Holy Ghost, young people. I want you to pray in the Holy Ghost. Come on, the Lord's calling today. Come on, there's a path that's clearly laid. There's a path that's clearly laid. Come on, don't become a casualty at these, at these crossroads. Don't, don't, don't fall prey to the lie, to the story that you've been told. Don't fall prey to the seducing spirits. Don't fall prey to the affirming of values. I want to open up these altars right now. You don't all have to come. But if you feel like you're at the crossroads of life, if you feel like God's calling you to something greater, if you feel like God's calling you and you don't want to wait any longer, I want you to come down here right now. I want you to get as close to the front as you can. I want you to come with your hands lifted in surrender. Come on, come down with your hands lifted in surrender. That's it. Come on, that's it. The Lord is watching. Jesus Christ is waiting. Come on, Jesus Christ is waiting. Come on, he's waiting and watching to see who will, who will stand and declare today, I will now turn aside. I will now turn aside. Come on, young person that's in the valley of decision. Come on, I'm preaching to somebody that's in the valley of decision this morning. Come on, declare it today. I will now turn aside. Oh, I will now turn aside. Come on, you're going to weigh out the decisions that you made this week for the rest of your life. You're going to live out the consequences of the decisions that you make this week for the rest of your life. Come on, decide today. Decide this morning. I'm not, I'm not waiting till tonight. I'm not waiting till tomorrow. I'm not waiting till the last night. I'm going to decide right now. 
I will now turn aside. I'm going to see what God would have me to do. Come on, young man, make your talents available to God. Make those God-given abilities available to Him. Come on, He's got a work for you to do, young lady. God's got a work for you to do. God's got a work for you to do. He's watching and waiting patiently this morning.
together and worship him in a commitment of going all the way as they continue singing. Let's raise our hands one more time. Lord, I love you. I'm going, Lord, down that path of least resistance this morning. Hallelujah. I'm not going to be a casualty of the crossroads of life. I'm going to make the decision to serve you. Come on, somebody. Is that your prayer this morning? Hallelujah. I'm going to dedicate God and make the right choice this morning. God is on your side. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I love you, God. Hallelujah. We praise you, God. We praise you. Hallelujah. One more time. Let's sing this together. All the way, God. I'm fully committed. Hallelujah. I love you. I praise you. I give you glory, Jesus. this time every hand raised thank you God for speaking to my heart this morning thank you Lord for the conviction that is in this room I pray Lord that I take heed unto the word of God that we heard this morning let us not be hearers only but let us be doers of the word Savior Lord call those that are in this room Lord, with purpose Savior let them follow you with diligence hallelujah let's thank him for the word of God that we heard this morning Young people, Jesus spoke to your hearts today. I'm thankful that he is considering us. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. My, my, my. Thank you, Brother Seth Shoemake, for the impactful word of God that we had heard. You can live on that for a long time. You're going to face many crossroads in life. As long as you put Jesus first in that decision, that'll be the right path to follow you. Amen. Amen. Thank you for your response this morning. Don't forget 1.30. We're meeting at gate number four. God bless you. If you're still praying, please keep praying, but you are dismissed. We'll see you at 1.30.